0: Welcome, Dad.
1: Welcome, Carrie. I'm glad uh, to be here.
0: Um, everyone, this is my dad. His name is Dean. Um, Thank you for coming on. You'll be the the Father's Day episode. It won't go out on Father's Day, but it'll be the first episode after Father's Day. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, happy early Father's Day, because it's not there yet. It's tomorrow. Um,
2: That's right. Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> Uh let's say this. So what do you do for a living right now? I know that I know, but what can you say <laughs> about what do you do generally? <laughs>
1: um, I I work in the IT technologies industry, um, doing solution architecture work, designing systems and the underlying components. Uh, currently, I'm working for Bruce Power, one of the largest power generation plants in Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And you get to work from home right now because of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and maybe forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Do you miss, well, I can't, you probably don't ever miss the drive, but did you enjoy going there for the week when you used to go there for the week or no?
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot to be said for actually being in a workplace with the people that you're working with and the different teams, you get to see your clients. Yeah. Um, and and you're able to interact in in a more natural human way. That and if yeah. anything, that's that's what COVID has done to us. Is kind of said, no, you're all going to be in kitchens and bedrooms and wherever. And <laughs> yeah. Kids running around and and we've we've got them. You know, yeah. we got the people that have got newborn babies, and oh, you wow. can hear them on the calls, and everybody kind of yeah. smiles. Yeah. You know. But, but it's, uh, it's a life it's, we're living right no, now.
0: You can't really like no no employer. If an employer says you you have to be on a conference call and you're working from home, if you have kids, they can't be mad if a kid interrupts. They really can't. Like, I think that would be crazy. Yeah,
1: and it's 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 hard. Like, I mean, I've heard everything from babies, dogs, mm-hmm. uh, cats that get up on top of the desk,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, contractors that you know, people getting yeah. bathrooms and kitchens done. Yeah and and you know you use the mute button very quick
0: yeah no i find uh obviously other than when i'm recording a podcast this way if i'm on zoom and if i know that i'm not consistently talking like we do in the family group i'm always on mute and then if they call on me i will unmute just for that time and then mute back again just because i'm like i'm the worst because work used to do it all the time is that they would we would have to have zoom calls and i'm like the girls would come in and talk we have a doorbell that rings when the door opens and so it's it's annoying when it's always on so it's just like no i'm just gonna mute this i'm not
1: gonna do this well i mean some of the meetings that we do are like 125 people
3: wow and
1: you know the organizer uh he he, it's mute all everybody's on mute except him yep uh and and because anything can happen right yeah but uh the other funny part is there are some meetings where we try to use the video feed as well. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that it uses up a lot of your internet bandwidth, yeah. but uh, you know, you get the people that um, you're not even sure if they're really focusing on it because you end up working from home and multitasking. Yes. So you're not just doing the one thing. You're listening to the guy that's talking and you're typing away on something mm-hmm. and maybe you're researching something, and you know. God, God forbid you get a phone call, and yeah. and you know it's like, okay, do can I do I need to talk to this person now or do I want to? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, I think I think that there's probably some bad habits that people have, like the the running this commercial on right now, that says, oh, you know, I just made a, a cup of coffee, oh, I should have closed the tabs on my screen when I shared my dream mm-hmm. because you know you're searching in Canadian Tire or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I think the biggest thing that I miss is the camaraderie of the team, because, you know, people like on my team, it's about 10 people and they roll in at different times. But, you know, you get about three or four of you and you'd say, okay, let's go grab a cup of coffee. It doesn't sound like much, but it's, you know, 300 feet to the stairs, down the stairs, you know, 500 feet to the cafeteria and then back. Yeah. and it's it's amazing what happens in those couple of minutes it's It's that gee Carrie, how's it going like what are mm-hmm. you working on today you know hey I, I heard you had a you know an interesting client and and what are you going to do you know about that issue because everybody hears everything right yeah, that's true and and so you miss that and in fact, I find that nowadays i I have a tendency to um and more so in the afternoon but you know, just reach out to one of the guys and and just get on a call and just talk for a few minutes. Yeah, it, it's amazing how much that seems to help you. Yeah. Um. Because otherwise, you're sitting in this office and you're working, and you know, unless a squirrel goes by the window and you go, <laughs> squawk, yeah, um, there's nothing. Yeah. Right. That's and really um, it, it's it's pluses and minuses. I mean, yeah. in my case, it looks like there's a very good chance we will never go back
0: really? on site yeah. for, for anyone that, like, that can work off-site, they're going to keep them
1: off-site? No, I, I think um, it's, well, the, I'm a contractor. Yeah. I work on contract, And so we're sort of low man on the totem pole.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and so if they bring us on-site, they, they pay us what's called per diem. Yep. It's a daily rate to help cover your expenses while you're there. Um so if we're at home, they don't pay us that. Mm. Okay, yep. so there's that. And then you save all of the time and the driving. So
2: yeah,
1: it's a bit of a trade off. Yeah. But the employees um typically are all working or sorry, living around first Power. Closer, in different- Yeah. 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 You know, and and so the other part is that a lot of those people are unionized. And and so they under their collective agreement have things that they're entitled to. Now, a lot of those they're still getting in the sense of health care, you know, um, emotional support and, and such. But um, the other things are things like ergonomics. Hmm. So the workstation that they're sitting at um, in the office is, you know, it's, it's engineered for proper ergonomics. Well, if you're at home, like I, I know, there are some people that are still sitting at the kitchen table. Yep. You know, sure it's hard. or at like this some people, table here.
0: Some people don't have the space. Like I know your house, and you luckily do have the space. There are some yeah. people that don't. They have the three or four kids, and every room is a kids' room. There's no other space, and if you can't just be in a hallway, and it's like, what do you do, right?
1: Well, in fact, I know one one of the guys I work with. He's uh, he's a married couple, young guy. From mexico mm-hmm. and i i think i think they live in um call it peel and i think their apartment is six seven hundred square feet
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're both working from home oh so you know they're almost standing on each other yeah and there's there's, a, there's another couple down in downtown toronto and it's the same kind of thing except they've got um you know a teenage son also with them wow well, that's not too bad. I mean, because mm. generally they're all adults. Yeah. But, you know, when you're talking about the people that are, um, like some people are, are living in big houses, but they've got two or three kids. Well, that's okay as long as they aren't the young ones.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I have one of the guys I work with where his daughter, I think she's about five. Okay. her desk, is right outside his office. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so he can keep an eye on her. Yeah. Because between him and his wife, his schedule is a little bit easier, a little bit more tolerant. Yeah. So, true. It's, it's,
2: but
1: I think, you know, what, what I've been hearing and, and we've been talking about is that there are the people that um, they're employees and they hope they never go back to the office. Hmm. And then there are people that thrive in the office. And so yep. they're going to want to go back, yep. right? Yep. It's it, it's a catch-22. We'll see what it's, happens.
0: It's exactly the same way that I feel like everyone that I know that is still in school, there are some kids that have loved being at home. Obviously, the more introverted kids that maybe get a little more nervous or are getting bur- bullied normally in school. And then there are kids that are like, I cannot do this online. I can't do it. Yep. So it makes sense. Same way for an adult, it would happen for a kid. Um, well,
1: and I think with your job, right, like mm-hmm. as as a, a hairdressing professional, um, if if you're not touching somebody's hair, you're not doing the job.
0: Yeah, there's um, no other job
1: whereas, I can do at
2: home with that, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's it, you yeah. know, and, and so I think that's the other uh, split in what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think about, you know, the number of offices in, and I'll say downtown Toronto, but everywhere. Yeah where they're paying, they're paying the, the the lease rate, and there's nobody there. Yep. I do and so, go ahead. But uh, do you wonder. know, they're, they're really going to have, go ahead, sorry,
0: go we keep talking over each other. <laughs> uh, what I was but just going to say. i hey, heard,
1: <laughs> go ahead. Oh! I was gonna... time.
0: I know. Uh, I just, I wonder if some of the people in Toronto that, like the businesses that own those offices are just, maybe selling the place because some of them are like we don't need this space anymore
1: if you take the extreme case of a 50 story office building Mm
3: -hmm.
1: oh my god like you know that's that's a huge thing true uh i read an article recently where um they were converting a office building not a 50 story one but converting it into affordable living
0: that's what i thought right like
1: yeah you know we'll have to repurpose and people mm-hmm. will change but now uh everybody in the beginning of covid was moving out they were getting out of the city right and now there's a change in the market and they're saying that some people are now starting to wor- move back towards the city See, so it's it-
0: I thought it was funny so during some of my open times we've had some people like when I was doing here that they were saying they were doing the opposite. They were more new market, berry area, and they were buying places in Toronto because they would never have afforded it before. But now, because yeah. everyone wanted out, they're like, "I can get the place I wanted to for like yeah. way cheaper than I ever did before." So yeah.
1: it's, that's it's the nervous. evolution, and and we're we're all changing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can't help but think that COVID will have permanently changed us. Yeah. Right. it's the way that you look at how you do your shopping
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um gee is it really that important that you go to the mall you know there's there's still going to be those things where uh you know you're not the perfect size the perfect fit Mm -hmm. and you can't just order it off the internet yeah um you know other things hey you know maybe in a way it's more efficient Yeah. maybe it's not we don't know yet i think
0: i think i'm the only one that probably has this outlook is that I enjoyed not I I want to work but I, I mean like I liked not having a crazy amount of people near me at all times <laughs> I did and I was like I hate the fact that life is it's getting back to that like everyone cramped everyone near you because like the second that things opened up was it only a week ago it was only a week ago when they opened that first stage and I was like I like I would go to just grab groceries. I'm like, oh, there's so many cars out. There's so many people out, and I'm just like, I liked this the, the kind of slower, the less crowded kind of feel that COVID had. But...
1: Quiet, quieter, and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. But at the same time, I find that COVID has um, it has reduced our uh, call it social mm-hmm. responsibility awareness. Um, there was just a, a news clip uh that I watched today of a ten year old boy uh crossing at an intersection on his bike and it was a four-way stop. And the guy in the car drove right through at high speed, what? hit the bike, and the kid was thrown but not injured. Oh my god. Um, and it was and it was caught on dashboard camera by a car coming to the intersection, right? And I've noticed that people mm-hmm. are it's, I don't want to say belligerent. It's they, 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 it's like, it's, they've lost this filter that says you live in society. Yes. You can't act that way.
0: They had said after that very first lockdown we had last year, I was talking to a tow truck driver when I was cutting his hair. And he said, the amount of accidents is unreal. He's like, people have forgotten the basics of driving or anything. He's like, there was way more accidents and like stupid accidents from it. And I was like, I could see that a lot of people, I I related last year, the way everyone felt after that first lockdown was Christmas mode, because I find at Christmas, (laughs) everyone is so preoccupied with their own thing that's going on. They're stressed about getting their presents. They're stressed about going to this, they're stressed about that. And I find that people just act dumber. And I just felt like that's how it was last year that everyone was only in their own world. They're like, I need to do this. And it was like blinders on I don't care what else is going on around me. I need to get this get it done. And I, and I was like, stop. Like, there are other people around. There are, if you're driving, please be aware. Don't do stupid things. So I, it's, it's a weird world, as we know.
1: No, but I think you're right. I think that the the different lockdowns mm-hmm. have have been different for us. Yeah. Um, the latest one, I think people are, they're just done. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. Right. And so now like you look at the driver, I can be on, on our, our deck and mm-hmm. I can listen. And you 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 hear traffic. I remember when during the lockdown, it sounded like there was no traffic. Yes. It was this yes. it was this quiet, this calm. Yeah. And then, you know, in this latest one, it's like you can hear the motorcycles, you can mm-hmm. hear the the muscle cars, you know, and the number of, of times you hear um fire trucks, police, mm-hmm. ambulance, you know, and it's like you go, okay, the world is trying to move.
2: Yeah.
1: And and it's like, okay, I remember last Christmas, like you were saying, and it, it happened that uh, Cindy had to go down and help uh Annie Donna.
2: Yep.
1: Um and and so I got a lot of stuff done in the house because I had to work from home and there was nothing else going on mm-hmm. and like i was i was the most believe it or not i was the most prepared for christmas that never happened
0: <laughs> it's because you have the time that you normally don't like you're normally commuting or you're gone chunks of the week like this was the first time you were at home the whole time and, yep. no, a couple of years ago you were at home i think at christmas time as well but that was like, years yeah, ago christmas now. is different yeah
1: yeah yeah, but I think that, you know, as we went into the other lockdowns, what you get into is, um, okay, now people were getting anxious. Uh-huh. They became aware that this thing was, it wasn't just going to come and go in a few months. Yeah. And and so it started changing how people looked at things. And then we got into this latest lockdown. And I'm not, I'm hoping that we make it out of the lockdown. And that the Delta variant doesn't,
2: mm-hmm. hit. yeah, yeah,
1: um, because I think that if people don't get to go out there for a little mm. while, and just kind of be free, yeah, um, I think the risk is that you're going to see a lot more um, bad things happening. I mean, yeah. emotionally and 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 just violence yeah. and and everything. It's so and it's it's unfortunate now i think I think a lot of it is that people are they're selfish they mm-hmm. they're only thinking about themselves now that's not to say that some of them may not have you know a lot on their plate yeah but for me, you know I kept on working um regular kind of schedule and um was productive and did my jobs and you know and and so from that perspective, I just missed that that social um and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I think yeah. I think that if if we if we open up everything and people all go back to work, there's gonna be little outbreaks here and there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that, you know, we're we'll get through this, yep. right? But it it's like um as you know, it's not like we've been able to see each other. So we've had to do the Zoom calls, yep. the the FaceTime, et cetera. And you know we've got um a a situation where you know one of our our sons is basically bubbled with us, and so we've been at least lucky enough to see two of the grandkids mm-hmm. uh, relatively frequently.
2: yeah
1: um and just recently we had you know uh, another two of them come for a visit, yeah and so that was that was kind of neat. The newest grandchild and and that was uh, kind of fun. But I, I also find that um, where before I would work my day and then I had energy to go and do stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I find that I finish my day, 4.35 o'clock, down in this little room office. Well, it's not yeah. little, it's some room. Yeah. I go upstairs and I'm done.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm like, I have no, no energy or desire to do anything yeah. else supposedly there is some
0: term for that that it has to do with the lockdowns that we are in and it's a funny word and I don't remember it but it was I was feeling it a couple weeks ago and mom had said the word she's like oh I read this article about this word and it's the fact that we are just like everything's kind of added up now and I think a lot of us are just like okay like I don't want to do anything else right like I just want to yeah it's not
1: like I can go and do whatever I want like as an example like you know the lumber yards and hardware stores, et cetera, are open again yeah and and so something that three weeks ago was like, just forget it, you're not you're not doing it right yeah. um i i can I can now go and do yeah, and it's it's like, okay, sure, if you're gonna build a fence, you're gonna order all your lumber and they'll deliver it to your driveway
0: mm-hmm.
1: I need one two by two.
0: <laughs> oh, and and like, wood is so expensive right now, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that like yeah. I yeah. first lockdown last year, I was trying to just get done whatever I could in the house because I was like, I'm home, sure, take advantage of it, right? And then all those things started to get more expensive, so then I had to start to shift to be like, what can I do that does not involve wood or this, whatever the things that the prices were spiking because of COVID. And so then now I'm at the point that I'm like I've done everything I can do. Now I'm just helping mom with stuff. Like I laid floor for her a couple weekends ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's all. Like I there's not much I can do. And it's like I'm a project person, and there are things that I would like to do, but I can't afford that wood. Sorry, <laughs> like I no. can't I can't do that. So yeah,
1: I think there's a lot of that, and and it's sort of the um, how to put it. Like you you've heard that pool companies companies that build pools mm-hmm. for people are now on the on on the edge of selling out next year what okay That's so crazy. as an example our neighbor is they're 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 turning their backyard into an oasis cuz it's just crazy you're not going to go to a cottage it's, then you're working at two places yeah but um you know they're putting in a pool and a sauna and a hot tub and a cabana well, for the last three weeks, the work has stopped because they, they had a piece that they went to the city, and the city building department is backed up.
0: Oh, I there can are see so that.
1: many people applying yeah. for, for I, a different building I also permit.
0: Found, I also heard before that they are a hard group to get a hold of anyway. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine now when everyone is putting so much effort into their home, I could just, yeah. no, thank you.
1: Yeah, and and so there's, you know, you get people like we've had a new family move in across the street, and um, you you can just tell you can tell that they're not from Vary, they're from the GTA somewhere, and they're they're kind of looking around like, okay, so what do we do? And it's like, no, you you don't you don't do anything. You just you know sit back, chill out, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, you
0: enjoy uh, having a little bit of space to yourself.
1: Well, you know, and and I'll i kind of. Um, Grandma and Grandpa got their second shot on Monday. Yep. And Cindy got hers on Wednesday. Yep. I get my second shot. I'm getting Pfizer. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: next next Friday. Nice. So an AstraZeneca yeah, and then a Pfizer. They,
0: I didn't they allow anyone that got the AstraZeneca to kind of be bumped. I feel like of a pick picked, like ahead of time. I like. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not sure- sh- well, the long and the short of it is just vaccinate everybody. But yeah. let's, let's let's be let's truthful. Get it done, I know. Just get her done. Yeah. Right? Yep. And 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 so they're they're saying something like seventy-five percent of eligible Canadians have had their first dose. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's about five million people that have had two doses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it isn't until we get to like seventy-five percent of eligible have had both doses. Right. Yeah. Until then, we're still at risk. Yeah. And and people are ready to. I think the the majority of people, mm-hmm. sane people, maybe that's a good way of saying it, are are ready to at least be able to bring the families back together. Yeah. Yeah. There are some families that are stark raving Looney Tunes, and you know their notion of bringing the family together is sixty people. Yep. It's like pardon
0: yeah you're bringing 60
1: people into your house
0: yeah it's (laughs) a lot that's crowded technically right now we could hang out in groups of 10 outside the thing is is that (laughs) our family is bigger than 10 right
1: (laughs) yeah i i I did i put a list together i i actually felt you know what let me let me not you know shoot from the hip let me do this with a list And, and then I started looking at it and I said, okay, well, you know, we've got, um, by the time you look at grandkids and partners, yeah. we we've, we've got like almost, yeah. Almost
0: is that if you include is,
1: grandma and grandpa. Okay. I
0: was about to say, I'm like, are we talking about the kids and their partners? Cause this is the thing. So maybe we should get into this. So, um, on my dad's side, who I'm obviously talking to right now, we are a blended family of seven kids. So three with yeah. my dad, four from Cindy stepmom. So when he's adding up all the people, it's all of the kids, their partners, and their kids. That's what is that was that number with grandma and grandpa or without it?
1: Without. Um, and let me see here. It's seventeen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and and that's that's doing a pure count, um, yeah. and you know as as you said it's it's we brought two families mm-hmm. together of three and four, yep, um, and it was interesting how they all kind of intermixed age wise,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but you know at the end of the day uh, we're we're at I said seventeen,
2: yeah,
1: um, you know we know as an example like that. Sarah passed away a few years yeah. ago.
2: Yeah.
1: And that, that was, you know, really very tragic, though. Cindy and I are very, we're, we're glad that Sarah was not here during COVID.
0: Mm.
1: Because My we goodness. would have.
0: No one would have been able to see her.
1: That's it. Like, Cindy would not have been able to be with her the way she was, mm-hmm. right? And, and so there's, there's some good things. But, yeah. you know, unfortunately, Sarah's gone. Um, you know, but I, I, I only looked at it from the viewpoint of Cindy and I. I didn't, because mm. if you add, you know, well, uh, Cindy's mom, Anne, who passed mm. away several years ago, grandma and grandpa, who are still yeah. alive in their 80s and, and doing well, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and so it's it's like if we wanted to, Christmas last year would have been about, you know, could have been 15, 16 people. Yes. Yeah um you know and and the, and the turkey's in the
0: freezer maybe we'll have to do a christmas in july and we'll just have turkey yeah. in in july yeah. um yeah, uh, yeah it's it's been interesting i'm gonna shift we'll we'll talk about the family and growing up so i don't remember all of the dates i don't remember i have a guessment of how old i was so i know uh, yeah you, that's what i mean i know i'm like you will know i'm so bad with the years and dates so what year was it when the families came together yours and cindy's
1: um we 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 basically officially got um together in 1998
0: 1998 sean Sh- and eric were that young i thought they were older than that oh no goodness. it okay. was it
1: was April April nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight, at the Royal York Hotel.
0: Yep.
1: At the Enriched Convention, mm-hmm. and you three kids were there. Yes. And uh, you met Cindy. Yes. And uh, you know it, we went from there.
2: Yeah.
1: But I I actually I actually did the math and okay. let's see now I was I was forty one. Okay. Yeah. Cindy was thirty five. Wow. Ben Ben was sixteen.
0: Ben was sixteen. and
1: Sarah, and wow. Sarah was coming up on 15 she was 14 Emily was 13 mm-hmm. Kate was coming up on 13
0: mm-hmm. you were 10 I would have been turning Eric and that Sean year, yeah. yeah
1: yeah uh and and Sean had already turned seven and Eric was turning seven in September
0: my head and even though, uh, even though I know that they are younger than me those two I always thought like I knew I was about 10 or 11 that's what my head said yeah. But for some reason my head said that the boys were closer to my age but i'm like that doesn't make sense gary because they can't be closer to your age because they weren't born closer to your age
1: but yeah that makes sense. and it's funny but when, when when we brought the two families of kids together um there were some really interesting dynamics that happened like you know sean and eric they they be there were people that were that thought they were brothers yeah right like yeah. you know and and they were so close in age, um, and I felt that it, I, I really had a, a very good impact on Eric in, in helping him to become a young man and, and now a father himself. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that Sean, hey, Sean was always the most easygoing, hey, let's go have still fun, is, do stuff. Still
0: is. That is still Sean to this day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and I know that um, Ben and, and Sarah, I recognized that you know they were already, I know it sounds funny, 16 and 15. Mm-hmm. They were already too much of an environment of their family and their history. And, and they, I, how to put it, where I knew that Sean and Eric w- would stay in the family, I knew that Ben and Sarah would likely have to go i'll call it out of the family mm-hmm. to come back around and come back in yeah as they learned right i,
0: I think they they were
1: already too fast
0: if i even look at my life at that age i find that anywhere from 14 to where i want to say 18 is like a weird time for any teenager i find like it is very much it's a rebellion age it's a it's a you're trying to kind of find yourself even though you don't until you're in your 20s anyways but I find that no matter what, even if you have a stable home your whole childhood, I feel like you do have a bit of a, what's going on? Like you, you it's all the hormones going crazy in your body. You just, it doesn't know how to function. And
1: well, it's, you know, and, and, and I talk, I'll talk about my, my good friend, Trevor, but we would talk all the time about the rewiring,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like there were times when Ben would say to, you know, Emily, well, you know, you, you got to do this. And and you knew that Emily was being rewired. She was evolving hormones and, and life and everything. And it's like, you're wasting your breath, you know, because it, it's the people on the other side can't influence the ones that are going through it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I remember the day when Sean and Eric came to Cindy and I and said, if we ever do anything like our siblings are doing <laughs> hit us
2: <Yeah. laughs> like
1: you know smack us so and...
0: i again you can probably tell me the, the true of this is that i don't remember how long were you in Sydney together before you got the house in barry because i can't remember like there was i remember going to the the Brantford house a couple times but I don't I don't know time then
1: um we got together in April of 98 mm-hmm. um and then um I want to say it was like August
0: okay so it wasn't that we got the house. okay
1: no no yeah. no it was within the same year
0: yeah
1: and um it was that was really interesting because I mean to begin with um and and Let me let me start by saying, I I felt that having Kate and you and Sean as my children, you know, I was I was pretty good. I I was I was doing an okay job as a dad. Um, Bringing the other four into the mix really kind of pushed uh, you know what what I thought I could do, and uh, there were times when I kind of lost it. You it's know, hard. but that's Seven kids, part of one it. One is place. teenagers Whoa. pushing you?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You yeah. know,
1: and, and in that house, remember, at one point we had four teenage girls and two bathrooms.
0: Yeah, I know, and 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 I would even say that the downstairs bathroom, most of the girls didn't want to <laughs>
1: use. Yeah, it was a guy's bathroom. Yeah, so when <laughs> a little when, rough around the edges. Yeah, oven.
0: so speaking of the house on Duckworth Street, um. So technically that house really only was a 3 bedroom. There was rooms in the basement yep. but it was a 3 bedroom. Yep. And then did you the room that most of the bunk beds were in, in the basement? Did you finish that room when you first got I cuz again, I don't remember that.
1: Soon soon after, yeah. Like I I took the rec room and created a bedroom at the far end of it and um I created another bedroom in what you would call more of a storage
3: mm-hmm.
1: area of the basement so to a certain extent we turned it into a five bedroom and uh Eric and Sean took over the rec room
2: yeah
1: um and uh, the number of times we had forts and i mean they they would do things that you know i would be hearing the noise it's getting late i'm hearing giggling and so i'd go down and i would open the door and i would like you you'd have to smirk and just couches were on their ends uh tvs were balanced on this yeah um you know and and that's what little boys should do they should you know they should play they should be adventurous
0: yeah um i remember at one point in that room i think before you converted it even farther we had two sets of bunk beds but we had a tv and a couch on the one side did we not yeah and i just remember multiple times being like we're supposed to be sleeping and like we're watching movies instead like Again, I know, that, like right, and then I don't remember when because you upstairs obviously you and Cindy had yours, and then there's one beside the bathroom that I remember yep. Kate and Emily being in for a long time. Or am I thinking yeah. of that wrong? Because that was after well, Anne, no, I think at, like yeah. Anne had that room yeah. for a while before she yeah. passed away, and then but the room that was your office for a while that used to we used to have a bunk bed in there as well,
1: yes, we did, yes. Yeah.
0: 'cause I think Sarah and I and, always bunk together. Yes. And and, and, and that's where
1: a lot of the history. dynamics would happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's um, as I as I said a little bit ago, I kinda learned that, you know, I wasn't necessarily as good as I could be. Um I'm certainly a lot more tolerant now, but um there were times when and the boys knew it, I would uh, you know, I would, I would hear noises downstairs and I would poke my head in the office and I could see the internet router just going nuts, <laughs> you know? And, and it was like, you know, they, they, I would come down the stairs and everything would be black, yeah. nothing, nothing on it. Yeah. So it but coming. that's what yeah. kids do. Exactly. It you know? And it
0: was there. I find, even though like, yes, I, Quotation marks grew up with the internet. I find Sean and Eric's age were really ones that grew up with the internet, and they knew how to. I'll, I I want to say abuse it for some reason. That's the first way my head thinks, but they didn't, and not in bad ways. They would make their own games and like do weird stuff that way. But they weren't they weren't doing odd things. But they would just be like, yeah, I'll stay up and like program my own stuff. <laughs> right?
1: yeah But uh, yeah. So well. <laughs> But each one of, of you kids went through your own evolutions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ben had his form of, of rebellion and, uh, you know, has, has subsequently admitted things like taking off the locked pantry door by popping the hinge pins, you know, uh, complaining that there's no food in the house, uh-huh. even though there was a pantry, a fridge, and a freezer.
0: Yeah, we uh, because there were
1: no there were no French fries in the freezer. Uh,
0: <laughs> there was always so much food in that house, though. Still, is probably at your house now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is, <Yes. laughs> you know, if there's ever an apocalypse, come here.
0: I know. Um, we honestly and, always and, joke that because you used to have. I don't know if you yeah. still use both. You always had two chest freezers full.
1: Yep. Still, yeah. still have them.
0: Still, <laughs> yeah. When there's only and,
1: and and yeah. a fridge and a full size fridge, so true with no freezer in it downstairs. Yeah. And the pantry, but um, so you know, all of you kids, in in your own ways, you went through your evolution. and you know, like I I know when when Kate she was just hell bent for what she wanted, mm-hmm. and she stopped coming, and it was yeah. like I knew I there was nothing I could do or say to her that would change it. I just had to be here. I just had to continue to be here, mm-hmm. and and with you and. You know, Sarah, Sarah was always um, a little bit of the wild one. Yeah. Um, the crowd that she hung out with. And it's not to say that these people were bad. It was just, they were just a little bit further out there yeah. than the rest of them, right? And, um, you know, Emily, for Emily, it was a real uh, shock because, you know, she was used to living in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we came back. And uh, we were living in Brantford for a brief period. Yep. Um, and uh, I was working for the city of Etobicoke. Um, and then we moved up to Barrie. I never really thought of know. it
0: from their side of that. And I don't know why it just took me till right now to realize that, like, their side of it got really disrupted. Right? So I was like, Barrie, for me, I was like, you actually had kind of moved a bit closer. Because you had kind of had homes in different cities after, like, you and mom had split. But yeah, Barry was always my home and you had brought them. I never even thought of that. Now I feel bad. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, I mean, it, it seemed like Ben, Ben made friends uh, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Sarah, certainly because, you know, Sarah was way out there.
0: But Sarah Emily was a felt like she... person. She was like, a, a, she was able to talk to whoever she wanted to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And and I mean that's where every one of you was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's amazing that we didn't have, you know, a, a massive fracture in the family where these three never talked to those four, you know. Yeah. It, it, it seemed to be very fluid and, and organic. Yeah. Right. Um and I I do I do I miss some of the insanities like christmas where oh
0: goodness
1: we'd be wrapping gifts until five o'clock in the morning
0: i remember when you did number them all you just present number one is for carrie present number two you're <laughs> like i'm not i'm not writing two from i don't care number one that's for that person go get it
1: <laughs> well and and you know in the living room at on duckworth street the presents would go all the way across the front window wall mm-hmm. Around the tree and then up the other wall. And it's yeah. it's like, you know, you've got seven kids there and, and never mind the rest of the extended family.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and and so it it was it was insane. There was no other way to look mm-hmm. at it. Um and then as the family started evolving, um, and, and different tensions and different people kind of looking at the world differently like ben yep. went through that phase where he felt that his view of the world was the only view and that was it you know yep. um and and then you get others like you know emily you know getting together with jeff at a at a very early age and it's mm-hmm. it's like okay um you know that one ended up the way it did um and so you you kind of looked at it sarah sarah was desperate to have a child and her her health just i i would have to say in in a way luckily her health wouldn't let her because um severe type 1 diabetes is is brutal mm-hmm. um, you know i know people i know people survive with it but it takes a lot of discipline and you really can't have
0: she, she had a, she even had like a a rare version of it, did she not? Like there was something yes. with her blood sugars and yeah. her extra, wear on top yeah. of yeah, the there was a there was yeah. a blood
1: disorder in on top of the the diabetes, you know. I
0: know, and that's the thing. Like I, I remember when we were young. Like it was interesting to think that Sarah and I got along the best. At, like how everyone grouped up, and I did think it was weird. I don't know if it's because Emily and Kate instantly were so close in age, and Eric and Sean. But then all of a sudden it was me and Sarah. And I remember being in high school and I I would notice that I would talk like Sarah. And I don't know if I ever talked about that, but there was times that Sarah had ways of saying certain words as we all do, we have the inflection in our voice. And I would catch myself talking to other friends at school because Sarah was kind of out of school when I was in school type of deal. Like that's how our, our age was. But I would end up talking to someone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound exactly like Sarah right now. That I found that I was, I would take those same tones and things that she would say, and I was doing it when she was nowhere near me.
1: And it's, uh, I actually think it's one of the, the challenges with uh, Canadians, right? We have <laughs> no, uh, if 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 you're a Canadian and and you go down into Texas, Yeah. okay. I guarantee you, be there for a week and you'll start talking like them. You sure. do, You're, you become adaptive that way. And, um, oh, like e- <laughs> even even when you go uh, into Quebec, mm-hmm. you start to take on that, that's uh, true. you know, francophone uh, sort of tone. Very,
0: very.
1: And ac- accent, the accent, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so that's fine, but, um, each each one you and and everyone else went through evolutions and and became the people that you are now Mm -hmm. and it's like you look at like i remember you you were always the i'm going to get a horse
0: yeah i was convinced that uh i was never going to drive and i was going to own a horse and i had looked up the bylaws of how i could have a horse in barry and it could be my sole transportation Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that.
1: That that was that was fun. Um <laughs> you know, there was there was the the year or so that Emily didn't live at home. She was still part of the family, but she didn't live at home. Mm-hmm. Um and and that was part of the um again, the rewiring. Yeah. Uh and and you know, you look at the different boyfriends and girlfriends and 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 just friends mm-hmm. and it was It was funny because our house was was always this kind of hub, but it was it was always different like it was never the same
3: yeah. right
1: and True. um when by the time by the time we we moved out of Duckworth, right, which was in in uh 2010, um you know by that point, Sarah was out on her own and mm-hmm. and Ben was out on his own. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Kate wasn't coming anymore. And I, I understand some of the reasons for that. And, and it's, it's interesting that you, you have to learn how to become patient Mm. and, and tolerant of the family. And, you know, now I look at it and, and, um, and you go, each of you have gone through, uh, different. Uh, incidents, and I don't want to say that in a, in a negative way. It's different events have happened to you. Yep. You become who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it it's it's kind of hard for you to look back across seven kids and be able to have a cohesive picture of you know everything that's going on, right?
2: Yeah.
1: You so. Okay. Now let's let's look at it. Okay. So at this point, adeline is the youngest. She's Mm -hmm. three months. Yeah. Right. Holly is now coming up on a year and a half. Yeah. But her brother Killian is just over two and a half.
0: Yeah.
1: Like those two I know.
0: They're very close.
1: (laughs) Well, and and it's it's interesting because as an example Uh, Eric and Summer had to uh, do the situations in the new house they have in Midland. Um, They put, they tried putting Holly and Killian in the same room. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Okay. Um, That, that didn't last long uh, because it would end up being Holly throwing toys across the room at night at her brother Uh until her crib was empty. And then she would get out of her, her sleeper and throw it and finish it by taking off her diaper and throwing it.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that, right. that, did, that didn't last long, right? Um, okay. Skyler, Skyler is a lovely little young lady. She's very energetic. Um, you know, Cindy, Nana, is, is having a lovely time with her. Because what, it, what they end up doing, the two of them, is, you know, they get on to house party, mm-hmm. and, and Skylar will take her around their house and show <laughs> her the bedroom and the toys. Yeah, and, yeah. and then Cindy does the same thing here.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So, you know, that's great to see. Well, let's see now. We've got two, two of the seven that are married. Um, some have tried it. Some um, suggest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: some have tried um, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And some and some will never do it again. <laughs>
0: yeah. I am I'm assuming is that is that Emily's outlook cuz that's my that's, outlook. Yeah, like I I think outlook. I I think I would eventually have a long-term live living with somebody partnership. Yes. I don't think I'll ever sign the paper type thing again.
1: That that was really interesting for me because um I I always looked at my relationship with Cindy as we were married.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
1: how I viewed it, yep. right? Yep. And and anybody seeing us would basically see that. When we got married, there is a difference. It, it, it There is a difference.
0: Yeah, I you think, know, and, I know this sounds weird, but I think it's something different in like mine and Emily's generation is that in your generation, most people's first marriage or maybe a second marriage, depending on how many people they've married, was a longer chunk like you and mom were together for a long chunk i feel like like emily and mine was shorter than emily's is that you get jaded when it's like i put all this effort in and it was not it wasn't worth it and that's i think the only reason that i think because i still think if i was with someone long term i would still as you and cindy did before you actually officially i'll say get got married you called each other husband and wife because that's what you were and it was just i don't I don't know, it was just finalizing it. I don't even know why you did. Not like you I couldn't didn't have to, but I'm just saying like what made you cuz you guys were together for at least 10 years I feel like or maybe 9 when you guys finally
1: Well, we we got married in 2008. So was that years. was 10 years after we yeah. yeah, that was 10 years.
0: Yeah. Okay, all right? right.
1: Yeah. And and um it's not like we got entitled to some magic mm-hmm. new uh, You know coupons or anything yeah yeah yeah. and and so it was it was really a something that that officially said we're married Mm. right
2: yep
1: um and it was it was a crazy time that was that was a crazy event (laughs) um you know and and i think that was one of the events that taught me i still have a lot to learn about my kids
0: oh yeah I was like, yeah. Oh, I, that day, I just did photography, and I went to bed early, and that was that was it. That was me.
1: Yeah. Um. Whereas we found that, um, you know, Sarah, who who can be a little bit um, manipulative, okay. <laughs> um. And and Kate, who has her own view of of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was like, um, things that, that set us off, um, and I regret some of those things. I wished, I wished really seriously that we had, Cindy and I had gotten a wedding planner because I could have said, you take care of all that stuff.
0: Yeah. I think, and that's the thing, there was a lot of specifics that I felt like, um, and nothing wrong with it, but the specifics of like Cindy, I remember she had a table I can't remember if it was for other people that had passed away or if it was just her mom. There was that one, was like, just kind for of Ann. yeah, it was a, in the no, corner. Yeah. And a like, memorial. Yeah. And there's, and I just, for me, because I did hair and photography and was a bridesmaid somehow on that day, that, yeah, if you had a wedding planner, it would have helped take that out. Right. Cause then that person would have set up the table and would have made sure that, like, everything was where it was instead of more stress on you guys. Cause you're already trying to wrangle the seven kids and the family that's already there staying there. Cause you, you, it was kind of a destination wedding, but it wasn't like what people are picturing. It's, it was still in Ontario, but it wasn't like people could just drive home that night. I put people might've, but most people stuck around. Well, in,
1: in fact, in fact, that, um, that very thing, basically I know I, I don't want to use the word force, but it made me decide that I wasn't going to leave that option for people. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up paying for the rooms for many of the extended family mm. because there was no way in hell that I was going to have them come yes. and then drive home.
0: Yes. Because I you knew that both, that
1: would have been stupid. Yeah,
0: we both can kind of picture certain people in the family that would have <laughs> that would have driven even after drinking or being out way too late um yes. and having a really long drive home. So yes. Yeah, but I still felt, you wonder know what, like, for that day, like, for how many kids you had to wrangle, and, like, yes, we were adults at this point, but it was still, like, Emily had two young kids, because Niall was, like, baby. A baby,
1: baby, baby, baby right? Well, yeah. because, you know, Niall was born August 31st, and the wedding was, so you know, was like in. two
0: the... months. It was October. Yeah, 30th. it
1: was, it was, it was October 18th. Yeah right yeah like and and we we've got pictures of mike you know very good friend of mine from atlanta dancing with nile just incredible
0: mhm there's a picture you know? of kate holding nile that i that instantly pops to my brain
1: of yeah. kate
0: holding Niall. and nile with her really dark like one inch <laughs> hair Yes, it was. Cute. It, yeah. was it was. It, I felt you on what it was a good day. I thought it was supposed to rain that day, and then it didn't. And it was like it. Like for a late October, it turned out really well.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. 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 I, I. mean, we. We almost could have held the ceremony outside.
0: Yeah. The only I feel like that day it was slightly cold.
1: Just right? chill. Like,
0: yeah. And not like any of the girls had enough like it wasn't planned to be fully outside in that colder temperature, but yeah.
1: And, you know, Cindy's the, 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 um, you know, ever the romantic was hoping. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, there was some unique things about it. Like, you know, Trevor being our, our master of ceremonies and, and Sean and Eric being my, my best men, my merry men.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Um, I, I just wish we would have videotaped their speech. Um, wow. That was the only one we didn't.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and it it was interesting because it was a a really joyous event for the whole family. And True. so when we open up and I think we can get together, um, it's like you you got to meet you got to meet your your nieces and nephews,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Uh, some that you've met in the past, like Skylar.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but like I mean, Brody is is a uh, a very interesting. He is has, has been moving through the the rewiring. And what's interesting is that the last time he was over, he came up and sat on the couch mm-hmm. with the adults. Yeah. And, you know, interacted a little bit. Um, where where Niall it's that's almost too much. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, you wait till you meet Skylar again because <laughs> Um, you you will be playing with her all the time.
0: I that's how she was before.
1: No, she's she's like now energetically about it. Oh,
0: uh, okay.
1: <laughs> so they came on a Friday. Well, in fact it was Ben and Sarah getting their first COVID shot. And so they dropped off the kids. I was working, Cindy was upstairs with the with the Skylar and Adeline, And, you know, I came up at the end of the day. mm mm-hmm. so. I've just worked nine hours. Yeah. And and I'm I need to I need to decompress. Yeah. Do you remember that when you were a little girl and I would come home from work and yes. I would I would take my suit coat off out on the porch because I knew you guys were gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> come running to see me. Yes. Well, I got upstairs and Skylar was like, Come on and play, come on and play, come over here, we're gonna play with this, come on and let's go play. It's like, Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, but it was it, you know it was it was good. It it's I think I think we need to consciously get back together as a family mm-hmm. once this opens up.
2: Yeah,
1: and if that's Christmas in July, fine. Yeah, right. Um, you know if we do a big barbecue or something, fine.
2: Yeah,
1: but it, you know, I think I think if we can all get together and put all the history. Kind of aside mm-hmm. and just be. Yeah. Just be together. Just just be. Chill out. You know, there's no fire. There's no urgent reason for us to, you know, do anything. Yeah. Right. Um, I find that I watch I watch the news now and I'm much more inclined to go and watch the real human interest story. Okay. Right. Yep. Than to go watch the political crap that's yeah. going on around yeah. the world, or the COVID crap. You know, it's it's funny. At the beginning, we watched all about COVID. Where are we? What's going on? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And now you're kind of like, okay, this is this will pass, and we will come out the other side. Yeah. But you know, it was like there was a story of two uh, men partners that had a, a a baby at 33 weeks from a surrogate mother and they had to fly from Yukon down to Vancouver because the baby was going to be premature right mm-hmm. and and so it was it was like um such a human interest story it was just so joyous
0: yeah you know okay thank you dad so much for coming on the episode today uh it was a lot of fun it was fun it was great because some of the stuff i don't obviously remember time frames or situations or like my little epiphany of like not realizing how much the stepkids went through to move to barry so it's cool i like talking about these things that's why i started stuff like this
1: well you know if if i can at the end of this tell one story Mm -hmm. and that was when we were moving here to barry um emily was she was having a little bit of challenge with it. And I remember driving her out to Ottawa in the van and singing Backstreet Boys with her.
3: Yeah. We
1: and, <laughs> and that and that's what this is about. It's about, yep. as I said, making the relationships and putting that effort into it. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that's one of the great things about the two families coming together. Mm-hmm. We have that opportunity to do to build those relationships.
0: That's very true. Yeah. Well,
1: thank you, Carrie. It was it was
3: thank a lot of fun. Thank
0: you.